Hi, I'm Sean Lukasik, and you're listening to Secrets in Service, nonprofit stories from the Southern Finger Lakes. This is a project of the Corning Area Chamber of Commerce Nonprofit Roundtable, and I'd like to thank Arbor Housing and Development for being the main sponsor of this podcast. The music you're hearing is recorded and provided by the Orchestra of the Southern Finger Lakes. In this episode, we're going to talk with Lisa Karachi, who's the Executive Director of the Steben County Habitat for Humanity. She's the chair of the nonprofit roundtable at the Corning Chamber of Commerce, and uh, Habitat for Humanity is another podcast sponsor. So thank you to Lisa, and thank you for Habitat for um, all of the support of this project. We talk with Lisa about her career, her inspirations, and why this is just such a perfect fit for Lisa as the executive director of the Steben County Habitat for Humanity. I hope you enjoy our conversation as much as I did. So I'm here with Lisa Karachi, the executive director of Steben County Habitat for Humanity. Um, Lisa, thank you for joining me. Thank you, Sean. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your history with the organization, how long you've been there, and, and how you got started with Habitat? Sure. Uh, I have been the executive director for Habitat for eight years now. Uh, how I got started was kind of just by chance. A friend of mine was uh, running the staffing agency that they had posted the position through and had incur- I had done some work with him in the past. Um, so he encouraged me to apply, and here I am. <laughs> and uh, what drew you to that um, opportunity? I mean, you seem like a perfect fit for the organization, and all the times that I've seen you representing Habitat out in the community um, just seems like such a natural fit. Um, did it feel that way to you at the beginning, or is that something that like evolved over those eight years? Well, it's... So I, I, I came from corporate, uh, having mm-hmm. my degrees in math and science and had been doing engineering work and then spent 10 years staying home with our kids. During that time, I started doing some missions work and yeah, I just kind of had a change of heart. So when the opportunity to work for Habitat became available, uh, kind of aligned more with my passion. And uh, mm-hmm. so it did seem natural because I truly am passionate about the work that we do. Yeah. And that, that I mean, that definitely comes across. Um, one of the the things in the mission of Habitat is, is this idea of building hope. Um, yeah. Obviously building because you're putting up houses, literal houses for people, or you're helping them repair the homes that they're already in. Um, but that mission and that idea of building hope, what, what does our community look like if, you and your staff and and Steuben County Habitat achieve that mission perfectly every single day? Yeah. So like you just mentioned, our our mission statement is that we bring people together to build homes, community, and hope. Uh, And the vision centered around that is a world where everyone has a decent place to call home. And when we talk about this concept of a decent place to call home, we really, it, it means more than aesthetics, like you just said. Uh, an affordable place is a big piece of that. And with, you know, our nation in the middle of a housing affordability crisis, you know, our work is needed now more than ever um, as 
most people already know, we have our traditional home ownership program where hardworking and well-deserving families can purchase new or rehabilitated homes through uh, an affordable mortgage product, but we also have a repair program. Uh, many people who own their own home are still living in substandard living conditions. So through a number of different funding streams, uh, we're able to help them with the needed repairs to their homes as well. Um, so sort of in response to your question, the, the clear and probably obvious answer is that all neighborhoods across our entire community would have revitalized housing stock. But um, mm -hmm. the part of our mission that speaks to a bigger picture is that concept of building community. And that's kind of where the hope is centered. Um, the nonprofit sector, not just Habitat, has a lot to offer by way of community engagement. Uh, and that's kind of where we have focused our efforts. Um, it, it's just in bringing the whole community together. You know, when we see people helping each other, realizing their dreams, watching businesses get involved, et cetera, that's, that's really our goal. Um, and, you know, our fundamental belief is that a decent place to call home is the key to strength, stability, and self-reliance. So bringing people together to work together towards that vision is where you actually see that hope in action. And the end result would be if we were able to achieve our mission perfectly every single day, we would all have a strong, stable, and empowered community. And in my opinion, I think that's what people mean when they refer to vibrant communities. Um, you know, those yeah. are communities where the residents are thriving, they're connected, healthy, and inspired. And that's the type of community that we could have and one that the residents and the businesses would be proud to be part of. And that really does speak to that concept of hope that you're referring to. Yeah. And one of the, one of the reasons why I, from my perspective and seeing you do the work that you do, why it feels to me like it's such a perfect fit is that concept of building community mm -hmm. comes really natural to you. You're, you're outgoing, you seem extroverted, mm -hmm. you are at a lot of events, you're, you're part of this nonprofit roundtable that sponsors this podcast um, and makes this all possible. And so, you know, seemingly those are some, some of the things that are outside of your mm -hmm. direct organization outside of Habitat, but it all goes back to that idea of building community. Um, and, and you're just, you're a natural at that. You're good at that. Right. You bring people together. Um, and, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to ask kind of a, a negative question, but I think, it's important for, for people who are so engaged in the community to hear from other people. But do you ever feel like you just get burnt out from that because you're <laughs> on all the time and you're, you're constantly like just networking <laughs> and connecting and there's all these events that happen. Do, do you ever just feel like you want to step back a little bit? Uh, interesting question. Um, well, first, thanks for all the kind words, but uh I mean, I think anybody who does what we do and does service type of work has moments where they get burned out and because mm -hmm. the need is so much bigger than we have capacity for. And that's why I think community is so important. We have to come together if we're going to address those needs. Um, and in those moments where I'm tired, weary, maybe feeling a little burned out, that's when you lean on those relationships that you've developed and, you know, 
that's where we have opportunities yeah. to lift each other up and encourage each other and, you know, just keep saying, you've got this, you can keep doing it. And self-care yeah. is a really important component of that also. Making sure to take time to fuel yourself is critical. So, sure, yeah. everybody feels no, burned thanks. out. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, I definitely do too. But um, I, I guess just the reason I ask that is because you're so involved in the community and it's easy for other people to think like, wow, she just has like endless energy and is constantly, <laughs> uh, you know, doing great stuff. Um, but uh, I think it's, I think it's real. And I think people, you know, do get burned out sometimes and to know that they have other leaders in the community that sometimes feel the same way and are willing yeah. to kind of help them through it and, and lean on each other. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's awesome. And it's exactly that um, that was that it's exactly that, that expired inspired the nonprofit round tables. So hopefully there's uh, a yeah. benefit to that, to everyone. I was going to ask this later in the podcast, but um, because we're talking about that idea of like leaning on other people, um, who's been the most important person to you in this community or the most impactful like mentor or colleague that you've learned from uh, uh, out this way? Uh, it's a, it's a tough one for me. Um, so many people have, you know, helped me along the way. Uh, and I think that's part of what has inspired me to want to be that person for other people as well. But, you know, I didn't have it the easiest when I was growing up, but there was a lot of people that saw potential and have invested in me, you know, my grandparents, friends, teachers, college professors, previous bosses other community leaders. Uh, I mean, that list can just go on and on. But if I had to, if I had to narrow it down to just one individual, I would really have to say that it was the uh, senior pastor at our local church. Um, mm -hmm. For some reason that I still don't fully understand. <laughs> he saw something in me and um, invested in me. Uh, he invited me to a lot of leadership trainings um, that he led and they were life changing. So for about four years, and this is when I was a stay-at-home mom before I started at Habitat, uh, I attended any and all of the trainings that he invited me to join. Um, and at that time, the utilization of the skills I was learning was really just limited to leading uh, international short-term missions trips. But the foundation was set, and the learnings have been invaluable to me as the executive director for Habitat. So I think what I was most impressed with was how he just day in and day out practiced what he preached. He didn't just lecture, he exhibited good leadership, he invested in people. Um, and that was inspirational and continues to be inspirational. And, you know, like yeah. I said, I don't know why he took the time and energy to, in, to inspire me and invest in me, but I'll forever be grateful for that. And I think you know, that's, it's having those resources at your disposal that keeps us going. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And um, I like asking that question, because, um, yeah, there there are just so many people that, that, you know, once, especially you get into this nonprofit community here, all throughout the Southern Finger Lakes, it's like a lot of people have such similar experiences and similar networks. And, you know, we cross paths a lot in this mm -hmm. work. Um but uh, I'm always just really curious about, you know, who are who are those standout individuals 
um, for, for each person. And um, yeah, I, I think that he definitely saw in you what we're all seeing today. So that's, that's cool. Thank you. <laughs> um, as so, you know, what's, what is the most meaningful work in your mind that you do? What's, what's the part of the work that you're never going to get burnt out on or, or that you're going to miss in uh, years from now when you're retired or you're looking mm-hmm. back or whatever, what, what's that piece of your work that you're, you find most meaningful to you? Well, what I think is, most meaningful to me is this concept of empowerment and empowerment activities. Um, you know, getting to see individuals have that needed hope and inspiration to reach their own fullest potential uh, is what I get the most e- excited about and what is my fuel. Um, you know, just some examples, it's things like seeing the children of our latest homeowner run up the stairs of their new home and stand in their new bedroom just knowing what that means to them and how something that simple can be life-changing for generations to come. Um, you know, mm-hmm. we've won another individual. We provided handicap accessible space for a disabled young woman who was being carried by a caregiver up an entire flight of stairs and assisted even from there just to use the bathroom. Uh, serving mm-hmm. our veterans, um, one individual he had started repairing his own home before he was injured during his service to our country. And just seeing him, that joy and that sense of pride in his face, uh, once we were able to finish what he had started, it's, it's those types of things. It's, it's empowerment. Um, and it really just, I mean, it extends from there. I have a ton of examples from my actual professional life, but like you said, you know, being ingrained in the community, um, and it coming back to that community piece is a huge part of that for me too. Um, seeing volunteers connect with each other during service, businesses getting engaged in community-based efforts, um, and just seeing that sense of accomplishment at the end of the day. Um, yeah. You know, I'm I'm most proud of and find it particularly meaningful that I'm able to lead an organization that creates the space and place for that. And, you know, on the personal side, it is that service outside of Habitat that also is really meaningful to me, you know, serving on other boards of directors, volunteering, you know, it, there's, you, you listed a ton. I didn't, I can't even think of them all right now, but it's seeing, (laughs) (laughs) you know, the nonprofit roundtables, which we launched, mm, I don't know, probably four or five years ago. It's just seeing that hope instilled and the connections that can happen during those activities um, in what I see as a somewhat disconnected world. Otherwise, that's that's really what inspires me and keeps keeps me going. And it's what I'm most proud of at the end of the day. Um, And I think a lot of people, when they when they think about Habitat for Humanity, um, you know, often like the big media opportunities and big volunteer opportunities we see are in those, you know, the the home buildings. But there are so many other little pieces of the community that you touch and and the things that you do that help people just feel secure in their community and where they're living. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of those things that I think people forget about here in our community is the ReStore Mm-hmm. Um, right out there on 414. Um, can you just talk for people who don't know 
what that is um, and how it serves your mission. Just real quick about the the, the physical store that you have um, over at the office. Yes. Uh, so Restore is a secondhand store where people donate their unwanted household or building supplies to the store. And then those donations are sold back to the general public at a discounted uh, rate. So it, Restore kind of serves two different uh, functions there where it's providing cheaper household household uh, items and building materials. So, you know, people can realize some cost savings, but it also is, it's our, it's basically a fundraiser for Habitat. It's um, a revenue source that helps us build more and build better. Um, and we also try to engage Restore in, in community-based efforts too, with, you know, recycling and reusing being, the main mission of Restore, um, it provides opportunities for that in the community as well. Uh, so, you know, we try to do an Earth Day celebration and speak mm-hmm. to the the need for, you know, recycling and reusing. But it really, it, it supports the mission of Habitat. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love stopping in there personally. <laughs> and I, I, I mention it to people around the community and it's like they they often don't even they've you know heard plenty about uh habitat for humanity and they know um you know some of the work that you do but they often don't even realize that that's out there so i I know that that. always surprises me because we've been here for about me too 12 years and so many people still don't know that it exists (laughs) yeah it's great. Uh, my my dining room chairs are all from there. Um, yeah, it's and there's good quality stuff. It's uh, it's a great service to the community. Yeah, you never um, know what you're going to well, find. I appreciate. That's true. Yeah, I I appreciate your time, Lisa. Um, yeah. Is there anything else that you wanted to add or or share with the the nonprofit community or or people looking to either volunteer or join a board or, um, or maybe look to, to build a career in, in the nonprofit world? Yeah, I think, um, you know, it's getting, getting connected to organizations, especially in my opinion, in the nonprofit sector, because they have something to offer for everyone. And those connections really, really are meaningful. Uh, I think this, this podcast series is going to be great. So people can learn more about uh, those opportunities. Um, and, you know, I just strongly encourage people to, you know, come together and start serving. And I can promise you'll get back tenfold what you put into it. Yeah, I agree. Um, thank you so much for your time and uh, for being on the podcast and for being yeah. part of the the nonprofit roundtable, because that's really what's making this <laughs> this all possible. And thank you so much for listening to Secrets in Service. This is made possible by the Corning Area Chamber of Commerce Nonprofit Roundtable um, and through sponsorships by Arbor Housing and Development and by today's guest, the Stabenne County Habitat for Humanity. So thanks so much for listening, for supporting this project, um, and feel free to check out more at secretsinservice.org or you can follow us on Facebook um, at Secrets in Service.